Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we have a five-game American slate for the League of Legends, the LCS Championship Series. So if you're interested in potentially seeing any projections, the sheets, my interests, all that stuff can be found on Patreon. That is there as an add-on bonus for the current patrons. That is there if you're indeed in a in a position as things change in the world right now to be able to do that and still feel comfortable. That is available over on Patreon. Um, what I do here is I cover daily fantasy sports in a variety of different sports. And yes, that includes esports when every other sport is, is being taken over by the sports apocalypse, if you will. But we keep on chugging here. There's a $50,000 first prize pool yesterday. I imagine they wanted to see if that filled or not. That's why the prize pool is lower today to 20000 It filled, and it filled quickly, relatively quickly. It filled like an hour and a half before lock. The big one, 17,000, 17,000 people filled into that one. So you're going to see more 50K. And if they continue to fill like that rate and people continue to look up them like I'm seeing on Google and YouTube searches, they're only going to continue to fill more. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. Every single slate I'm not going to have a video for. There are three leagues currently going on. They're going to be going on until the summer, and then there's going to be another league that joins back up. So I can't just make three to four videos a day. That would take up five to six to seven hours of my day. And I, I run a media company, so there's a lot of other stuff that I have to do, uh, not only in DFS, but some other stuff. So I will be making a video for the the one or potentially even two biggest prize pools of the day. Today, that's going to be the LCS. But then every other slate will have projections over on Patreon. So if you do want to play the the 2 a.m. slates in, in China or the, the 1 p.m. slates and the, the noon slates for the European League, the LEC and the LPL, all that stuff will be broken down via Patreon. You can check it out over there. Appreciate you if you're here. Appreciate if you hit the subscribe button. We're less than 300, less than 300 now away from 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. If we can somehow get there during this time, I really do appreciate that. And if you're listening on the podcast version, I see that there's a few hundred of you and closer to a thousand of you listening every day on the podcast version. So if you could, please do hit that subscribe button over on the podcast. We have gotten up to like the mid-teens because nobody else is making podcasts in the fantasy sports rankings. Let's try and crack the top 10 and maybe somehow crack the top five if we continue to get those subscribed reviews all of that. So appreciate you all a ton. Hopefully this information is being very helpful to you. Uh, let's just start. We're going to just go position by position. Um, the overarching theme is that you want to be stacking teams and winning teams. You want to be stacking winning teams and you want to make sure that you're correlating your lineups as best as you can. AD carry with your support. Um, obviously captain spots, you want to have a, ta a stack with them. If you're playing on DraftKings, really not using the team in the captain spot all that much. I do think that there are some situations, a couple of teams scored 25 plus, one team scored 29 yesterday, a team solo mid scored 29 yesterday, where a team might actually pop off in the captain spot and be viable. More times than not, though, there's going to be players on that specific team that even score more. So uh, just still going to be excluding. Yesterday was the first time, if you watched the awesome live stream with Alex Baker and myself before it locked, that I was considering putting Cloud9 in the captain spot. I ended up getting about 4% of Cloud9 in the captain spot yesterday. I don't think it was a terrible idea. Uh, they were like 1% owned, um, but it's probably something that I'm not going to be experimenting with too much more moving forward. So starting in the top uh, laner, so what you get here is just Licorice is, is, is going to be just a clear cut. Cloud9 today is a clear cut. Play them. Just play Cloud9. Um, if you're playing 150 lineups, they'll probably be your highest owned stack. They should be. They're a minus 1,000 favorite. The next closest is a minus 303 favorite with Team Solo Mid. Cloud9 is a minus 1,000 favorite after being a minus 500 favorite yesterday. You can feel pretty good that their 93% win rate is going to keep up. I will just let you know that my data uh, refreshes pretty much every five days. So 
Obviously, there were games yesterday. There are now 15 games in the season. I, I don't have yesterday's data updated yet. Um, that is out of my control. Uh, APIs I use and things like that. But minus 1,000 favor for Cloud9. So I'm going to have interest in pretty much all their players in one way or another. So Licorice looks really good. You're getting just 5.8 assists, the most assists per contest there. You're getting pretty much the highest creep score per contest there. Uh, for a top laner, that's really all you can ask for, as well as just not dying the least deaths, 1.36 deaths per contest. If you just want to look at some other situations where maybe you can find a cheap player. I mean, Ruin would be somebody I would go after if it wasn't a minus or a plus 545 underdog on, um, on Counterlogic Gaming. It's just not going to be a spot I get to at $5,000. The stats will look good if you're just looking at a stats model. Five assists per contest. 74.2% kill participation is the highest out of any of the top laners. Those are really good things to see. The downsides, the team has won 21% of the time and they come in as the biggest underdog that I've seen since playing uh, for the last 10 days League of Legends. So we're last nine days, I think it is now. So it's hard to really get any of these underdogs. There are some slight or huge underdogs. There are some slight underdogs. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from them on this slate, though. Uh, I think Viper is okay. Viper is a 152. You have to see the starting lineup, so continue to just watch the starting lineups. Make sure Viper is in the starting lineup. Um, but these players pretty much just stay uh, the same all the time. A 152 favorite is Viper, averaging 4.6 assists per contest. I'm getting 2.43 deaths per contest, so that's not great. But really, in the wins, the deaths are going to be less because they're winning. They're obviously... Um, just moving forward on the map, having better just lane control, all that type of stuff. So uh, yes, the, the 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 goal is to have Cloud9 and, and then have a, a lesser owned and a less popular stack after that, getting to a, a four-man Cloud9 stack or even a three to get a little bit different. It seems pretty optimal, very optimal. And then focusing in a, a two-man stack, a one-man, a one-off with a team, things like that. Seem like the way I'm going to build my lineups. I currently have my settings set up so that I get a four-man stack, a, a two-man stack, and a one-man stack. And then I'm running other crunches and, and in differentiating between those lineups with four and threes. So moving over to the mid laners now, you can also follow me on Twitter if you just want updates over there as well, just at salvage or DFS. You can see it, I believe, in the corner of the screen over there. Um, so for Cloud9 Gaming, Niski is going to be the, the obvious choice here for the mid laner. It's, it's going to be copy and paste that answer for every single position so far. 3.6 is the average kills. It's the second best. 6.9 assists per contest is by far the best. You're getting only 1.29 deaths per contest. It's just a great player who is a going to just win. You're just going to guarantee yourself a win at minus 1,093%. And there's just no way you get a loss here. Um, you're also paying for it, though, at 8,200 for a mid laner. That is very expensive. It is some of the more expensive price points you'll see for a mid laner. Um, so if you wanted to look some other potential places for upside, you have Power of Evil at only 7,400 on DraftKings, 10,100 on FanDuel. But $7,400 as a 152 favorite with a 3.9 average kills per contest, that's the best in the slate. With a 35.8% damage, that's the best in the slate for a mid laner. Highest creep score at 9.4. So yeah, I think Power of Evil is a very good value, even though, I mean, we're saying that he's 7,400 here, but still a very good value based off of the $800 savings at the top off of Cloud9's Nitsky for a player that is probably better. For a player that uh, better in terms of just pure individualism, not with the team that you're going to have here. And that's obviously a factor. So yeah, Power of Evil stands out. Niski stands out. These top end guys stand out as well. Um, any slight underdogs that I guess you can look at. The only one that I would look at would be Rima for 100 Thieves. But again, a, a plus 116 underdog. So a slight underdog. Just not a great player. You're getting 2.6 average kills. That's pretty much one kill less per contest than most of these, these top favorites here. You're getting pretty much... Has not had a first blood on the year. Doesn't really matter as much, but just shows you just not active in the kills department, especially early on. 4.4 average assists is pretty much average. So again, these underdogs, their team just in general, even when they win, they're not producing a ton of points. So they're not appealing to me today. Power of Evil and Niski look like the best options here. 
for support. Once again, Vulcan all the way up at the top. Vulcan, I believe, um, had a lot of captain lineups of Vulcan as a support player. And early on, people are trying to tell me that you shouldn't be playing support players in your captain spot. Uh, if you look back at the last four main slates with their main contest to first, three captains, one, have been support. One has been a top laner. There's not been an AD carry. There has not been a mid laner. Like people continue to try and tell me that I'm wrong by recommending people to put support players in there. Um, the it, Maybe if you played a year ago and the salaries were lower on these guys, with the current salaries in the 8K range, you cannot be playing AD carries and mid laners in your captain spot exclusively and expecting to do well. Now, obviously, I'm looking back at four slates as a small sample. But even just looking back at a ton of uh, kind of data on past contests on some of these rewatch tools, lineup rewind, other stuff, um, you're seeing a ton of success for support players that actually score on good winning teams. And same for top laners when they're in the right combinations. One, they're cheap. Two, they're on a high winning team. And three, they actually pick up kills and or assists at a high clip. Vulcan for Cloud9 does exactly that. 8.8 .8 average assist per contest is by far the most by over one assist per contest. 0.93 average kills is, is a lot. That's the second highest. Almost getting a kill per contest as a support player is fantastic. Good creep score. Okay, damage, and obviously a 1,000, minus 1,000 favorite here. So Vulcan, I had a good, in a good amount of my captain spots yesterday. Vulcan ended up being, um, or at least right before I went to bed, there was one player or one game left going on. Um, Vulcan was pretty much in a lot of the top 10% of the lineups and in the winning lineups at that point in the day. I'm not sure if it actually ended with that. But again, support, top laner, very viable in your captain spot. I've gotten that question a good amount. I do think so. I think it's actually very difficult, especially on some of the five-game slates, um, to be trying to fit in and squeeze in AD carries and mid laners into your captain spot. I'm, I'm obviously doing it to an extent. It, it's not totally not viable, but on a lot of these slates, DraftKings has appropriately priced them so that the AD carries are $2,000 and the mid laners are $2,000 more expensive than every single support player are 1000 to 1500 more expensive than every single top laner. So you're just getting more value by putting those players there so you can still fit in other AD carries and mid laners. So Vulcan obviously stands out as a fantastic play. Zazal for Evil Geniuses, especially with Evil Geniuses today after being a slight underdog yesterday, being a 233 favorite today, you're getting Zazal as the highest kill per contest, one exactly kill per contest so far, 14 and 14 contests. You're also getting a ton of kill participation at 71.2. That's pretty much tied for the third best in the slate. A lot of creep score, highest damage for a support player, and around seven assists per contest. So Zazal at 5,800 does stand out. You could even go down to Enar um, with Fly, so you get a 152 favorite. Fly looks like a pretty nice snack stack today, and I imagine they might be popular because their price points are just favorable. But you're getting a ton of assists, you're getting a ton of damage, second highest damage on the slate at 8.6%. Um, you're getting a decent kill participation at 70.3%. 70 That's average, above average assists, third best on the slate, even though he's the fourth most expensive player at 5,400. So I do think there's a ton of support players that you could choose between, whether you want to one-off them, whether you want to put them in a two-man stack, a three-man stack, and not your four-man stack. Vulcan stands out as a fantastic play. Even Biofrost, I have no problems getting to. Um, I would say that Vulcan, Zazal, Enar, and Biofrost, probably in that order when you factor in price, stand out to me, but I'll have a good amount of all four of them. Now your AD carry, the highest scoring spot on the slate. Um, this is just, so Sven is, is obviously just a standout play here. Uh, 4.6 is the average kills per contest, 6.3 assists, uh, highest assist by a very wide margin. Uh, second highest kills per contest and you're just getting the huge favorite but you're paying 8400 so you, you can't just pay 8000 and the top price pretty much is, is what you're getting for all these cloud nine players because it makes sense they are by far the biggest favorites that you are going to see on this slate by almost 3x more than 3x anybody else so you have to kind of pick and choose where you want to go usually that means playing the the cheaper support player in the captain spot and trying to fill in the blanks elsewhere to get different um, so I, obviously Sven, I think is fine there I think if you're just trying to look at other spots it, it's just really hard to um, try and recommend immortal anybody from immortal as a plus 225 favorite but apollo is obviously 
in four starts, you have to really see who starts for Immortal. It could be Apollo, it could be Altec, it could be so Altec is starting ten starts, Apollo started four. Um, you're just gonna have to see here. But in terms of kill participation in those four starts, averaging five point five average kills per contest, eighty two percent kill participation, thirty one point six percent damage. All of those lead the slate. Uh, the problem is it's just four. It's just four starts. He might not start today. Um, and it's a smaller sample size in spots where they haven't been huge underdogs in most of those situations. Team Solomon, one of the better teams in this um, field, right? Really right behind Cloud Nine Gaming. So. Apollo, if you're just trying to go for the underdog upset, again, though, I'm, I'm not going to be every single day going out here and just trying to roster a lot of underdogs unless they're slight underdogs or I think the line movement's changing in a positive way, like Counterlogic Gaming yesterday, but I'm not going to be doing it today and really probably all that often because there are just so many huge favorites. Every single favorite today is at least a minus 152 favorite. Four to the five are at least um, a minus 233 favorite, so it's just really hard to recommend. Um getting to underdogs when these are huge favorites that we're talking about today so Sven up top looks good um Kobe I think looks fine you're getting five assists per contest 9.7 creep score 43 percent first blood for what it's worth um wild turtle all those players are standing out keep an eye on who starts for uh, team liquid I have it as double lift I'm going to project it as that that's what we've been seeing double lift is probably the one player at a 7400 team Solomon whoever starts whether it's tactical or double lift I'm going to project and assume it's double lift here today probably the only player at um, starting player as a favorite at, at AD carry that I'm not really even going to look at. I'll be looking at uh, Kobe, Wild Turtle, uh, Bang, and Sven at AD carry and seeing how they fill in with my stacks. Um, also, I will point out that AD carries on the winning team are going to score a ton of points. So if you are stacking um, and you have a four-man stack, I would want to have the AD carry usually in there. Not, not a golden rule, but you can win without it. But I do think it, it provides you more upside because winning teams, they're going to be the one, the player who scores the most points. Uh, and then at jungler, Blabber is just fantastic. 10000 on FanDuel, $7,600 on DraftKings. Again, minus 1000 favorite. You can't fit all of these players in there. Uh, but by far, the, by far and away, the best jungler uh, probably in this league especially when you factor in just a bigger sample. 3.9 average kills per contest, by far the most. Like if you take out a Kadon's um, smaller sample and a Kadon continues to start for uh, the mid- uh, DIG Gaming, um, so Dignitas, Dignitas Gaming um, at 5,800, but you're just getting a plus 175 underdog. You're getting a lot of kills, but it's a small sample of three games at this point, so really hard to judge that. Uh, creep score, damage, all that, but Blab Blabber just leads the slate in creep score, leads the slate in damage, assists per contest, kills per contest, everything just is fantastic. Huge favorite. The biggest drop-off probably in my projections yesterday was Blabber. It was about four and a half points in ex-closest jungler compared to any other position that was the biggest drop-off. It'll likely be the same today once I run projections. Again, if you are interested in those projections, they're linked down below in the description to Patreon. Also linked down below are some free strategy guides if you want to check those out. You can also check out those free strategy guides in my Twitter. Uh, that is also linked up down below at DFS. But yeah, make sure to check out if you are indeed interested and able in the position that we are today uh, to, if you want to contribute to Patreon, that is as an independent content creator where I make probably about a third of my income. So uh, if you do want to support over there, while there's still a lot of valuable information and even more going out, Australian soccer leagues, data models as well. If you're somebody who is up late at night, so we try and play those, um, you can check those out. But definitely all these leagues for the League of Legends where the big prize pools are currently at in the DFS world so blabber stands out um it's, it's once again the, the the top four guys here um it's santorian from fly it's svedzikern uh from eg evil geniuses and then it's dardock uh from team solomon those are the three after blabber um in really no particular order the order that i would favor them in is really whichever ones that you like the rest of the team with them again i do think that fly um is a very favorable team today in terms of their pricing which might make them more popular which might make them a very obvious pairing with 
Cloud9 in a lot of lineups, and now you're just stuck. Um, people have asked me, do you run a 4-1-1-1 stack? It's not like baseball where you can do that because the the team is, I talked with Alex Baker-Osmo before the show yesterday, and he put it in a good way. Um, yes, it's like baseball in terms of stacking, but it's also like MMA in terms of like you need to focus on the win. Like if your team's not winning, you're not going to get the job done. So if you're stacking a 4-1-1-1, you just have to predict four wins instead of if you're stacking a 4-3, predicting two. It's much easier to predict, predict two wins than four, even if some of these teams are favorites. Eventually, they're going to start losing, and that's going to cost you money. Having a 4-2-1 stack, even then that's a little bit risky, but it's easier to project three wins and, and three players from different teams winning than it is to project four. Over the long run, you're going to get three right more than you get four right, and you're then thus going to lose more money if you're trying to do four. So 4-1-1-1, four, one, 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 I'm sure it's going to knock down tournaments. I'm sure these rules that I'm saying are, are not just every single night you're not going to see somebody win a tournament with a 4-3 or a 4-2-1. Um, but you're going to see more often than not that that is the optimal way to play until things change, until people start doing it all the time. Um, even then, it's probably still going to be optimal. It's, it's just it's just a very straightforward, it's a very projectable sport with high, high uh, huge favorites, things like that. And then the teams, um, every single favorite I'm interested in, all five of them. Uh, if you want to try, throw 100 Thieves in there as a slight underdog, you can. Uh, but they just have a terrible KDR at 0.87. Um, they don't really do a ton great in terms of bearing control and team scoring. So just give me every five, all five of the favorites. They range from $5,000 at FlyQuest all the way up to Cloud9 at $6,000. I doubt have I have a lot of Cloud9 in general because I'll be having a lot of their team. I doubt I'll have a lot in the team slot. But they are by far the best, 2.7 to over 1.5 more uh, kills per deaths than anybody else in the slate they have. I mean, just look at all the numbers in that top row. Uh, Dragon Control is 86%, next closest is 64%. Baron Control is 94%, next closest is 57%. Um, kill, combined kills per minute, per minute is 0.69, next closest is 0.65. Like everything they do is just head and shoulders above the rest. So yes, their team is obviously going to like average 20 is like a floor in these contests, whereas most other teams are just aiming to get to 20. So you're locking in a very sturdy team spot, but it's $6,000 and I don't want to be running. Uh, I think actually it's um, the winner yesterday ran the cloud nine team or, or a different team um, with their captain, which is not something that you see all that often. So it's just one way that you, you can get different. And obviously it's probably not the optimal way, but maybe playing in optimals is sometimes obviously going to work out. But um, yeah, Cloud9 Gaming I'll have in some lineups, but not as much as people will think because I'll have a lot more of their stacks and I don't want to run the stack with the team. So all four of these favorites look fine to me. Uh, Evil Geniuses at uh, minus 233 at 5200 looks especially appealing in terms of how they kind of control the lanes and how they control um, just dragons and barons and other things that actually matter. And obviously a decent sized favorite at 233 uh, and the favorable price point. So that's where I'm at right now. They also average the second most fantasy points per game at 17 compared to the 24 that Cloud9 Gaming averages. But I appreciate you all tuning into this video. Uh, it really does uh, it really does help me during this time to continue to put out this content. And people are searching for it, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's on YouTube. A lot of people are searching for these videos, um, whether it be one that I do for the LPL China League or whether it be for the American League. This one starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So this video is only going to have a shelf life of around, by the time it gets up, nine and a half hours before this contest starts. That's actually a pretty decent amount of time as I am up, got up to there on four. It is now 5.12 a.m. So all that I ask is if you can hit the subscribe button and if you can share this video with a friend or just share it via social media, whatever it might be to kind of spread the word on the content that is going out there, more and more people are going to be coming into the space. It's going to make it more and more difficult to win. So right now, if you're watching this, is by far the best time to take advantage of the extremely soft contests, whether it be cash games, whether it be tournaments that are in League of Legends. Get into as many single entries as you can. If you cannot max out the max entries, then get into as many single entries and three maxes as you can because your lineups in there will be dominating most of the field, especially as the prize pools increase and people People continue not to have a grasp for the next one to two to three weeks on it. But in a month from now, a lot more pros will be in the space because it's all that there is to do. And there's $100,000 first contests. 
it will just draw people in naturally. So while you can right now, take advantage of this. If you want to get the projections, they are linked up down below. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Sal Vetri. I appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.